Hundreds of protesters took to the streets of Nashville tonight. From minimum wage to Michael Brown to Eric Gardner, hundreds of people took to the streets to make their presence known and their voices heard. Check one, two. Y'all hear me all right? Swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth don't shoot. Some cops who try to act like they own you. They confiscating cameras and they snatching up phones too. Grass and tear gas you, but don't get too close to them. Hit a protect and serve. Yeah, that's not what these folks doing. Cause right now, ain't no justice for Mike Browns in white towns. And they just expect us to pipe down. Love and Light family, welcome to another episode of Talk Back to Me Radio. We appreciate you taking the time to spend with us, to chop it up with us, to parlay with us. You could have been anywhere else, but you're here with us. So we about to jump right into it, man. What is a revolution? Talk back to me. Can somebody tell me what a revolution is? Now, without getting into Merriam-Webster's and the etymological and all that, I'm going to just explain what I think it means to me, what I feel it means to me, all right? Revolution is, to me, an uprising, right? Like a change. Meaning, we all came together for one cause or multiple causes, to change either a system or ideology or whatever it is to make change. And right now, there's a lot of shit going on out out here, man. There's too much going on. And there's so much that you could get swallowed up in that it's almost not fair. For those that that third eye isn't all the way open, because there's some good people that's getting swallowed up in their time that's being wasted, they're being distracted, all kinds of things. So the topic is, how do we revolt? What do we do as black Americans or black people or dark-skinned people or Negroes or niggas in this land that's named America or on this land that's named America? How do we revolt? Because voting hasn't worked. Rioting. What is that getting us besides some free shit, right? How do you revolt, my nigga? Um, I'm gonna just say it like this. 75% of it don't gotta do with nobody else, no other race, nothing outside of us. You don't gotta go talk to no man, no white man, no European, no Jew. No, you don't have to, no. The revolution is in the home. Because that's where it was attacked. Right? From when we was over there in the other land to when we came over here and when we got free and they still split the home up, mass incarceration, welfare, whatever, the whole nine, you can go down the line, right? So how do we revolt? If voting hasn't worked, the riots aren't getting us anywhere. It starts with the home. And if we all worked on our households, we will all become better people. Immediately. Now, I'm not trying to say that we're nothing because we don't have good homes or we don't have good homes. What I'm saying is, let's just do an inventory of our life situation. 
And what, what's, what's really holding us down on heavy on our heart? And a lot of it got to do with family. The family fucked up. I don't talk to my brother, sister, mama, daddy, whoever. And I promise you, if you tighten that bond with your family, with your brothers and sisters and your friends that's close to you, automatically we got a better community. And I tell you like this, me and my wife, we work on our, our household. We make sure we get right. We make sure we loving each other. The neighbors doing the same thing. They loving each other. So when they step outside, it's nothing but love. When we both stepping outside, I can't even bump into no negativity. Now, once we do that, then there's some other things that we can work on. That we got to work on. And that's when you're going to be talking to other people, right? Because me working on my family don't necessarily have to do with police brutality. And it almost is tied in in a sense, right? Stick with me. And I'm going to tell you like this. For my my fellas, let me talk to y'all for a second. Now, I'm going to just talk for me, for myself. I don't want to put nothing on nobody that I don't know what my assets and talk down on people, right? So before I elevated my mom, and kind of still now, you know, to a certain extent, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and see the God in everybody. But... Let's rewind to 2009, 2008, 2011. If I was to see a woman that wasn't taking care of herself well, meaning like an upstanding woman or a goddess, you know, maybe she was ripping, running in the streets or whatever, she carried herself a certain way. But let's say I was still attracted to her. I wasn't really necessarily trying to get to know her all the way, pick her brain, take her out to eat, take it slower, whoop-de-whoop. Nah. We going straight to the telly. I'm trying to holler. And if not, I'm on to the next. Now... When I saw a female a goddess that carried herself like a goddess, her higher self, you know, she might have had a, a nice car or she might have dressed nice. The things that came out of her mouth might have piqued my interest. In a elevating way. My approach to her was totally different. I was trying to get to know her. Figure out what she liked. Figure out how I could make her happy. Doing all this, trying to get to that end goal. You know what I'm talking about, fellas. Stick with me. And if I couldn't hit the first night or the first week. I was still trying, right? Shoot, she was a good shorty. Fuck it. So, I explained those two different scenarios to show that you approach two different women a different way because of how they carry themselves, okay? I'm gonna give you another example. You know why you don't go rob your drug dealer if you smoke weed? 
you know, you know why you don't go bust up in a trap, you know, and take that so you can get on. Because you know, goddamn, the homie and them, they got 10, 15 niggas that's going to be on your ass if you try some shit. There's five or six niggas in that house waiting for you. Even if they don't live there or they not there, you know he got some people to call on if he's that dude. I'm talking about the person that you're not going to try. And we talking about why you're not going to try him. Unless you a lion. You like, fuck it. But we just going with the usual. Now, usually, you ain't going to press a nigga. You ain't going to try a nigga that you know is solid or got a lot of people with him. Because you know it's going to be some shit behind it. Now, I laid that foundation, right? Now, I want to take this to how... Maybe if they don't never admit it, but I think me, myself, after seeing all of this and studying how people think, and from my experience with psychology, I think part of the reason that we get mistreated from all other races Including our own. It's because of how we treat ourselves. And I just said that 11-11 into the video. And that couldn't have been any truer, my, my, my G. That couldn't have been any truer. And I'm going to explain what I mean by because of how we treat ourselves. So let's just look at this is look at every race as just one 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 entity. Okay. A white entity is looking at the black entity. And you guys listen to music about killing each other. Degrading your women taking drugs, having fun, and doing nothing that adds value to life. That's what you guys enjoy listening to. That's what they can say. Don't get me twisted. I ain't no coon or nothing. I love me some little baby, money bag, yo, a couple of black youngster songs, whatever. You know, I grew up on 50. All that, like, you know, I done changed a little bit and started listening to the new music, you know, but I'm going somewhere with this. Now, they could also say, you guys don't stick together. I could kill one of you guys unarmed and nothing happened. All you guys do is whine about some bullshit. But let you try one of mine. That's what the white people can say. Let you try one of mine. And see what happened to that ass. See if the mob ain't on you. Alright? <clears throat> it's just so many areas on where we faulty. As a people, that I believe we need to tighten up before we could even talk about what somebody else doing to us. And that's all I'm trying to say. If you, because look at it like this if everything comes from the black race, every race comes from the black race. Meaning, you know, white, Indian, Asian, whatever, European, whatever you want to call it, instead of white, you know what I'm saying, my bad. I look at it like that black 
is the parent, right? African descent is the parent, is the mother race, right? So if you're a mama and your children, right, you got a house and they run around the house, they ramp it. You got a motherfucking a candle lit on the table that's low, paper towels next to it. You got a gun on the table. You got a knife. You got a mop bucket on the floor full of water. You got, you know, broken glass on the floor. All kind of shit, right? You, it's just, it's just all, all kind of shit in the house. Kids run around the house, step on the glass, get cut. Now you might help them. You might even get mad if you're ignorant. Now you're going to be like, damn, don't step in the glass. If you see glass, don't step in it. All right. But the glass, you're going to clean it up. But if you don't, and they step in it again, is you going to get mad at the child? Or you're going to clean it up? Let's say you did clean up, clean up the glass. But you got to remember the table. Remember I talked about the table earlier. I said, gun go off. And you be like, damn, yo, don't touch the gun. Don't touch the fucking gun. All this. So they, you pop them or whatever. You give them a little spank. But you leave the gun there. The next day, another pop, another pop go off. That then shot it down. Shot through the, through the window. Now, is you going to spank them again? Is you going to get mad at them? All right. What about the candle? What if they light a fire by accident? Now, I'm saying this to say, you as the parent, you should clean up that mess so that nothing happens to that child or you or your household. Don't have no gun on the table. We all know that. You know, that it should be in the safe or, you know, some safe measures should be in place. They should know about gun safety, all kinds of things. There shouldn't be no glass on the floor. Let's clean up the mess. Let's make sure there's no hazards for the children. So I say that to say on a spiritual level, let's take a look at what's happening to us and how we can avoid it. Without depending on nobody else. Let's talk about the George Floyd incident for a second. Now, whether it was real or not, I'm not going to get into that. Even though I did see some highly questionable things, such as his post, his his face being on the poster posted on Obama's Twitter before he died. That was the star that broke that camel back for me. But I'm still going to say it was real. Okay. Just to be ignorant. Um, I, somebody answered, how does that happen? And I went to the his Twitter myself when I seen the little conspiracy video. So... I checked it out. I said, nah, ain't no way. Yeah, it was up there. He wasn't even there yet. And the Twitter is on the official Obama campaign. So, George Floyd. Now, if the cop had the knee on his neck, which he did, we have however X amount of people out there, okay? Now, we appreciate the one person that did record the situation. We definitely appreciate that. Who knows how big the situation would have been if we'd known about it, if the riots would have took place on the scale that they did. And who knows if we, you know, if we would have been able to feel that for that brother. So we do appreciate that. But everybody else that just stood there 
that couldn't push the cop off of him. Or do anything else to get that man off of that 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 brother's neck. That guy's neck. We're not gonna believe we're not gonna go into the, the conspiracy, the sacrifice. We're talking about real facts. You know, just real feelings. Damn, like no, nobody could have pushed the cop off him. Like, yo, get off him. That was ten of y'all. Three or four cops, whatever. Even if y'all start scrapping with the one, he gonna have to help his homeboy. Or finish the chain of him, you know, put the cuffs on him for real so he can get the help in his partner. Talk black to me. Nah, niggas sat there crying. So his life could have been saved. But my point is, he did that shit because he knew y'all niggas wasn't going to do nothing. Same reason. Why Ray Ray ain't worried about y'all niggas coming to get this weed. Because he got his people. But just imagine the, the feeling, the, the comfortableness in your nerves that you, or the decision that you make. The planning that you do, meaning the the reaction that you think you're gonna get from this, from what you're what you're currently doing. Everybody thinks about life or death. I don't care who you are. I mean, unless you're just out of your mind. But you know damn well if you run up in Walmart and snatch something, somebody gonna chase you. You know damn well if you slap somebody, there's going to be some repercussions for that one way or another. Whether they don't try to beat you the fuck up, whether they don't press charges on you, or whether you don't get karma for that. There's no way that you know, we do something without thinking what comes behind. He assumed the position that nothing was going to happen. Y'all wouldn't do nothing. And that's the problem. So, are we going to blame him? Or can we blame ourselves for one second just to prevent a life being taken the next time? That's all I'm saying. Assuming responsibility for what's yours, you and your people. Anything you see in life, take it as a lesson. To either benefit or gain knowledge from that experience in the future or to prevent it from happening. Well, you learn a lesson. Whether you take what happened and, and use something and create a new idea. But whatever it is, you make sure it don't happen. And you have to control that. Nobody else. How can we control that? You know, when you don't see a, a large homeless Asian population and forgive in America, and forgive me if I'm wrong. You know, shout out to the to the homeless people all across this this world, this planet. You know, what I'm saying I've been homeless before, so I feel it. I know it. But I haven't seen too many Asian homeless people. Why? Or Asian, you know, I mean, homeless Muslim people. 
You know why? Because they have networks. They have things established in their community that benefits all people, all the people of their race, of their communities. I know for a fact. I know for a fact of some of the things that these people instill in their community that helps them. It's just sad to see some of the things that we go through. You know, we all got good hearts and we all want better. But we gotta cut some of the things that we do out. Gotta cut it out. I mean, we gotta stop downing each other we got to stop talking down on each other. We got to bring each other up. We got to be willing to protect each other. We got to be willing to love each other first. Love ourselves first. And if you love yourself and love your morals and what you stand on, you ain't going to let nothing happen to the next person that you love. say this to say that, you know, we some slouches and we not handling our business. I'm just saying there's some things that we could work on. I know and three brothers that just ran through at least $12,000 and they still living at home with their mama and she be about to put them out every day I mean one brother did get a car no two of them did get a car but we gotta be thinking different you got to still, you got to do something with that. You got to elevate, you got to ascend. You got to retain that. You know, we can't just get fresh and get live. There's some things that we need to work on as a people. There's some households right now where you got four people living in the house that work or earn money or get money and they're not working together on inside on the inside so you got a household that's making about a hundred thousand a year that's a hundred thousand household hundred thousand dollar household right there at the minimum at the least that you could turn that into generational wealth in one year of planning. That's facts. And that's just like a little $500 check from everybody, 2000 a week. 52 weeks, we, 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 we touching, we touching 100 With the proper planning, with the proper mentality, there's some things that we could do with that, you know, and we're going to go into that on another episode. But these are just some things that I think about when I see things that's happening, you know, and I don't want to always blame everybody else. You know, I mean, it's 2020. 
we've been having the internet for a long time. There's no way that, you know, even when I was unconscious, you know, when I was, when I wasn't, you know, as elevated as I'm, I am now, and I'm still not that high, you feel me? I'm not, I still got a long way to go with my people. But when I was thinking that I did, when I wasn't, when I was on my bullshit, when I was a knuckle dragger, shout out the red pill. I still knew that white folk, that some of them, you had to be easy around. There were some things that were happening, that was happening to folk. You know, I, I remember uh, Sean Marion, peace be upon him, rest in peace to the brother, how they iced him. He was just sitting in the limo from what I know. You know what I'm saying? So, we, we, I've been new uh, to be careful. So, when I seen Amar Arbery jogging, I'm like, Ain't nothing wrong with jogging, right? But you living in a white neighborhood. You need to be easy. You need to stay on point. Now, let's say he was, he been jogging and his shit. How long did he live there? How long was he doing that? Did they been knowing him, whatever? But when you're surrounded by another species, another what you gonna do to make sure that you straight that's all I'm saying go run with them I wonder if you know they wish they would have job with them situation might have been different or we might have had two that been that been ascending and then, you know, more fuel in the fire, you know. Or they'll still be, he'll still be here today. I seen another brother in, in motherfucking Wisconsin. You know, they, they, they stopped, they prevented the lynching. But what are you doing out in the middle of the woods? In the middle of the woods with the sharks. What are we doing? You know, how are you going to protect yourself out here? That's all I'm asking. How are we going to make sure that we straight? How are we going to make sure that we straight? Before law or whatever. Because the only thing that touch you is what you call it, my nigga. Politics ain't never really affect me. Until corona, my nigga. And the only thing that ever affected me from politics was these was these free bands falling out the air, my nigga. Shout out, shout out to the man in the chair right now. Because the economy fell during a recession. People really lost houses. That was a real pandemic. People really lost their house. People really lost their life savings. Really had to come up with a new plan. What happened? He ain't this shit for for me. They ain't this shit for me, us during that time. Nah, they got the tax cuts or whatever. But what happened? Pandemic hit. What happened? My nigga, if you was making. 90 grand a year, up to 99. That 1200 was not doing shit for you. I promise you. That 1200 didn't do shit for. I didn't even take that back. They knew who that shit was gonna be for. <coughs> and that shit was helping out the poor people, the minorities, the black folk. That's who that should help. So that's how politics affected me. 
I got blessed. In the day. And if you ain't know how to catch some of these free bands that's raining out here, I'm sorry for you. And, you know, and so some some of the stuff should be available. You know, we might do a a podcast on how to get some of these free bands right now. You know, for some of y'all that want to know, y'all tap in with me. Let me know. But back to the topic. Well, how do we revolt? We revolt from the inside, man. It's the point of this. We will vote by making sure our family straight, taking care of our brothers and sisters, loving thy neighbor. You know, you could say all you want about any of these, you know, religious books. But that don't mean you can't take some of the principles and morals from it. To learn how to, you know, walk down the path of light if you don't already feel it in you. If you need some assistance. Because like I said, you know, if I have a child on a island or secluded from this fuckery they ain't gonna know none of that Excuse the interruption, man. Hearing noises and shit, like. Should be a little spooky when you're on this path. No cap. When you're really out here working. You know? This ain't my. Even though this is my first podcast, video, whatever. This ain't my first. Step into this arena, you know. I've been out here for a little minute, not on media, not on social media, just in the community, helping, helping, helping people how I can. But how do we revolt? We rise up. And when we rocking better, when that man, when that beast know if he do something to you, that y'all gonna be there on that ass. That you, you not just gonna forget about it. That you not just gonna let it happen. That he might have to face an instant karma. Then they gonna be rocking different. You know, we rely on, I guess, Jesus a lot. And that's the fucked up thing about Jesus being in our psyche. Because we've been taught that Jesus. That there is a Jesus and he's white. So when you see a white skin, you're remembering God. You're remembering Jesus. Don't you dare touch Jesus. Wait for Jesus to get right. Pray and ask for Jesus to change. We start 
downgrading ourselves. We'll be able to love each other. People won't look down upon us. Okay? We're going to have to stop robbing, stop killing. I'm not going to believe that we doing each other that bad. You know, some of it can be, you know, quote-unquote, the the race soldiers, undercover, staging shootings. Did Gregory, peace be upon them, you know, he said, you know, I was at a drive-by, he had a headshot, you know. So some things are questionable. But let me just tell you like this. If we don't treat ourselves better, if you don't treat yourself better, nobody else will. You ever heard that saying, you know, ain't nobody going to love you but you? Ain't nobody going to love us but us. Can't you see that? And what does that mean? I mean, we have to embody that on the daily interaction level. Niggas don't, niggas still ain't even only shopping black. There's a way to do that. I try to, for the most part, as much as I can. If I'm buying, like, assess any. Anything like some other than some shit that's like like not in the Walmart or Kroger, I'm shopping with the folk. And when I go to restaurants, I try to keep it black for the most part, like ninety percent. So, but you 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 gotta do it. If we all did it, we rise up. But y'all gotta get a customer service too. I ain't even gonna put bro on blast, but you gotta do better. I'm gonna manifest that into existence. I need you to send my product this week, my brother. Okay? So that's what I wanted to get into. How do we revolt? And my answer is the family. Inside. Inside the house, inside of you, we conducting ourselves better. And once we're on a harmonious level, and we're still receiving maltreatment, ill treatment, then. talk to them about certain things but I promise you throughout that process there are going to be some things that's just changing automatically case in point when you start protecting yourselves when you arm yourselves when you making sure you're really about that action in that life, things start to change. And nobody else gonna step to you looking crazy. Why? Because you got your shit together. And you and your folk. And that's the only way to put it. You don't think if every black person on this land changed the way they dress, you won't see niggas in Japan, Africa... Europe, Iraq, start changing their style as well. We set the trend. So when we start moving different, they gonna move. You seen how when they stormed the Capitol building back in the day, they changed the gun laws. So when you make your moves, Moves is going to be made behind you.
Moves is going to follow that to keep up with you. You know, I ain't no master scientist. I ain't no, you know, whatever you want to call it. You can say what you want. I'm not no hater. I got, I got nothing but love and light for everybody. And I know we can do this. I got faith in it. I don't, I don't want to lose lose my hope. I know we can make a change, but we really got to do it. And see the dominoes fall in the goodness. Period. Because even if laws do change or whatever, that don't mean a nigga got to follow that. You can still get slapped. You know? People get slapped every day. People get shot every day, my nigga. So, you know, we gotta change we gotta change how we rockin'. We gotta want better. You know. The same people that be talking about, you know, black lives matter. Be ready to damn shake something on a nigga when when they get done wrong. That's not the way to go about it. You get done wrong, you settle that. You know. You get something, you know, you, you get something taken from you. You make sure they repay that. And we have, and we make sure we instill a system in place to where we can enforce that. If you read the destruction of the black civilization, there's going to be some things that's noted in there that we can actually live by, and that's going to be facts. You can't tell me if we set up our own infrastructure that if somebody, you know, if we, let's say we have a hundred enforcers in the neighborhood or whatever, somebody get robbed, you know, 10 people go to that person's house. A hundred people go to that person's house. Hey, come outside. Derek said you robbed him yesterday. What happened? Hey, man, I don't know what you're talking about. So Derek lying now. Look at his face. Look at your, your fist, you know. Fuck it, I robbed it. I robbed him so what? You know, you got to repay that. No. All right, well, Derek, look, this is how we about to handle this. We about to go up in that crib. We're going to take all his TVs. We're going to take all his J's and going to take his watches and jewelry. From how much he took from you, like five racks, all right? You good? Yeah, I accept that. Oh, nah, that ain't enough, yo. That nigga got them, all right? We taking them keys, too, bro. That ain't enough, bro. That nigga got a Camry, bro. Old-ass hoopy, look. You know, I, I see we reached the point that no matter what we took from him, you're still not happy. But we need you to understand that what this process is until you actually deprive this man of a lot, actually. He's going to be struggling. If you don't take some type of satisfaction in his struggle after that, bro, what is, what's your point? What's your goal? You know what I'm saying? We just, you just down there, you know, Come on, man. There's no way you ain't satisfied. So we can handle disputes without no <clears throat> police, without no jail or nothing. And, and you think, you think, don't you think, homie, gonna what he gonna do? A hundred enforcers outside his crib. All that's coming. All that's got to go. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't have to kill nobody. We ain't had to send nobody to jail or nothing. Now, because you robbed somebody, now you got to shake back and, you know, go get a job or 
you know, get it how you live. But if you rob somebody, we find out. You know what I'm saying? Now, all right, let's say he robbed somebody again. <clears throat> and he better have some. He better have some more shit. <laughs> no cap. You know what I'm saying? Cause now, if he don't have nothing, the family assumes responsibility for him. Because you know you you got you got mothers, father. You got mother, father, brothers and sisters. Your family. These are your first people to contact who can prevent you from doing anything wild. I don't care what you say. You know, they got some some countries where if a motherfucker commit a crime, then the whole family go to jail. You know what I'm saying? And if it, depending on how heinous it is, you know, you might have to do a generation in there. You know, them children in there. Oh, that sound like a bad rule, right? But if it was a rule, I bet you you'll do everything you could to make sure your peoples don't do nothing. Big facts. Talk black to me. What if you saw that nigga stealing you and smack the fuck out of him? Fuck is you talking about? Boy, you about to have me and what? I'm talking about he could be in California and commit a crime. Oh, now nah, you you responsible for that too. You would make you would do everything in your power. I'm telling you, people would not be committing crime. That's big facts. So it's some things that we gotta instill in our in our community. You know, that's gonna be on another episode. We gonna. We gonna we gonna break that that whole book down. We gonna do it because ain't nobody talking about how we the principles and stuff that we need to abide by and live by, you know. So that's what we about to dive into, you know, following this series. Okay, so I, I'm gonna wrap it up, and I just wanted to let y'all know, man, that's how we revolt. We vote on what ourselves from the inside. We rise up, stick together, band up, tribal. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all let me know how y'all feel, man. Let me know if y'all think it's some bullshit. Let me know if y'all think we should still rely on the vote, you know? Let me know if you don't think we could do it. Let me know if you think we can't. Let me know your ideas on how we can. You know, there's not no all be all. You know, it's a it takes part it takes a part from everybody to make this shit rock. So I love y'all. Peace and light.